Attorney General William Barr has agreed to testify before the House Judiciary Committee next month, appearing for the first time before the panel as questions swirl around about whether he intervened in the case of a longtime ally of President Trump. He should be worried, considering that the legality of what he may or may not have done will be determined by Attorney General William Barr. The Trump Report starts now. I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Oh my goodness, can you feel it? Can you feel the Trump report? Can you feel it swirling all around us? And apparently, some people can feel the burn. Welcome. (laughs) Somebody can be happy about that. Welcome to the show. Uh, Always happy to have everyone here. I'm Christian Blatt, joined as, uh, well, for the last time, at least as a a single woman... (laughs) Chelsea Galicia. Yes, hello. The name will probably still be the same, but uh, there'll be a very heavy piece of jewelry. Yes, it was like her stage name. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And uh, Scott Moore, you'll you don't go changing. (laughs) Never. All right, good. Uh, Well, uh, very excited uh, to be here. We're here on a Wednesday because we wanted to let the uh, the dust clear in New Hampshire. Which we could have still done the show at four o'clock yesterday, four o'clock Pacific yesterday. I think the uh, the dust had like reasonably settled, but um, I'm just sort of wondering uh, if we're able to count what we finally got out of Iowa, the Iowa caucus, as reliable. How these first two contests have shaped up in the way that uh, we expected them to. You know, I mean, I would say that. Uh, Bernie obviously uh, winning in New Hampshire, finishing very strong in Iowa. Both he and uh, Pete Buttigieg seem to be doing the best in delegate counts and the best in overall votes. Uh, Amy Klobuchar uh, coming on strong, still never going to be president, but coming on strong, <laughs> coming on strong. Maybe you know, maybe Attorney General. Maybe she'll uh, you know do a hearing on uh, Bill Barr in a few years. But uh, I'm just sort of wondering uh, what. I'll ask each of you. First, Chelsea, your thoughts on the way that this has played out thus far. I'm delightfully surprised. I mean, I know that I shouldn't have been because, you know, the polls have been showing that this was going to be the result. But, you know, I was a big Bernie girl in 2016. But uh, way recently, back when. Things were so much simpler back in 2016. Yeah. And, uh, and recently, my Bernie fire had sort of been dimming because I thought that we were just hearing the same thing or what I heard from him uh, in interviews and things was just the same. We need a young people to get involved in the political process. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we know that now. Like, please just start talking about corruption all day, every day. And I thought that he had gone a little too strong on making Medicare for all his number one thing, because I feel like the, I mean, he says it sometimes, but the truth is you can't get it done until the corruption is cleaned up. And I don't even know if you could clean up all the corruption that was that existed in our democracy before Trump, but mm. has especially been mm-hmm. brought to the forefront because of Trump, could be cleaned up in one administration. I feel like the Medicare for all, to, you know, uh, doing anything like health care might be like a second term thing because there's so much to clean up first. But anyways, the the his message I guess is is still, you know, burning strong amongst people and I'm I'm glad that he has picked up the momentum. Maybe they picked up some of my momentum that I lost for him and because I've been kind of back and forth between him and Elizabeth Warren and what I liked about Elizabeth Warren is that people like me and and Drexel who was on the show last week, you know, he's much more moderate than I am that we both 
would be happy with her. And so I really thought that the sort of the losing of momentum that Elizabeth Warren was experiencing was short term and was going to turn around. Maybe it still will. Uh, but I, you know, I'm bummed for her the way that things have turned out thus far. Uh, I'm sure that she'll finish stronger by the end. But uh, I, I mean, I read something today that said, and I don't know what modern time limits us to, but that no candidate in modern time has ever won Iowa and New Hampshire and not gone on to be the nominee. So I would be thrilled with that. Uh, so you're working under the assumption that Bernie Sanders won Iowa? Yes. <laughs> okay. Because I think the, the doesn't the delegate count say otherwise? Like, I'm just saying, doesn't it say that? I, look, I, you know, I'm just, I'm just pointing at what the facts that I believe to, to have been on record. I, I think it's, and also we don't trust any of these uh, numbers out of Iowa. In all honesty, that's true. Mm-hmm. But what I think, uh, I think what, what I care more about than the delegates is the momentum that's built because sure. I, I think that there is a strong, because Bernie won the popular vote in Iowa. Yeah. There's a good case to be made that he he won it. That momentum took him to New Hampshire. He won that. Nobody's arguing about that result that I know of. And uh, I, I, I think he'll keep it up. Yeah. Uh, Scott, what do you think, before we uh, dive into it a little bit further, what do you think about the way that, uh, you know, what we've seen <clears throat> specifically for Sanders and uh, Mayor Pete? Well, I think my, my biggest takeaway is that I was surprised overall by how Biden has really just dropped like a rock. I mean, I think that was the surprising thing. Um, but like you were it's saying, like a, it's like a corn pop that doesn't <laughs> pop, you know. But but like Chelsea was saying, I, uh, he does have the momentum. Uh, Bernie has the momentum now, and he did win the popular vote in Iowa. Um, if you were to extrapolate a little deeper, though, you could see there's a little more issues than 2016 where he won huge numbers again. Uh, granted, it was only him and Hillary Clinton in 2016, as as you know essentially running in the uh, in the democratic uh primary at that point and but when you see mayor pete and you see amy klobuchar how well she did yesterday in new hampshire which i have some friends and family still in new hampshire and they said it's it wasn't surprising they saw a lot of people that were you know very interested in in voting for her and and uh, a lot of people said that friday night debate which was surprising to me because i didn't even watch it uh, well, i wasn't I. in town yeah but, i mean I, um, I i was just like well we're not doing a show for a few days yeah. like i i just can't, i i needed to sit one out but I, I, I just couldn't see them all make the same point and it's exactly just, you know it's part of it's the the questions presented but it's like i i'm like i've seen that debate without even seeing it but it was it was interesting i guess a lot of new hampshire voters did because it was the last time they were going to see everybody before the primary and a, a lot of people actually made up their mind on Friday that were still unsure to vote for Amy. And so seeing how close it was between her and Pete and seeing that, you know, it was 24%, 20% for Amy Klobuchar, you see that that was a big chunk of the electorate that voted in that moderate lane that is a lot bigger than than Bernie Sanders. And he barely eked out a win when you really look at it. And he did worse in some of the areas that he did really well in in 2016. You saw that some votes were peeled away for Mayor Pete, especially in southern New Hampshire, uh, compared to four years ago. So there's interesting things to take away from it. And then the big picture is we're going from very white, small population states, uh, and the demographics are going to shift by the end of the month when we get to Nevada and South Carolina. And that's where we're going to see who does have the momentum. And obviously, March 3rd, we have 14 states voting, including big population states like here in California and Texas. And at that point, we're really going to have a very solid idea of where this this race is going. 
But I, I think it's hard to really, really read the tea leaves uh, right now. But I do think Bernie has momentum. But overall, who's going to get there by the end? It's it's still sort of very open for yeah. really. Well, I found a lot it very interesting what uh, Chelsea was saying, sort of about you know that you you maybe still feel a little bit of a burn, but it's not as white hot as it was four years ago. Because the interesting thing is, yes, he. Uh, obviously, there was just the the two of them running in 2016, but the turnout is much higher, and mm-hmm. overall, he did get less votes. And yes, there's other choices. There's a lot of reasons, but you do wonder if it's people are like, oh yeah, no, no, I I still I still like Bernie, but maybe you're not feeling it the way you did. But then, if you see the momentum, I think that right. a lot of people are like, well, I, I don't, you know, I, I I think that maybe people just had to be convinced that he. He could actually win in in some of these primaries mm-hmm. when you know obviously it seemed like this that would not be what the uh, what the party actually wanted mm-hmm. is is Bernie and uh, it's, you get the impression that that's that's never really what they want. Um, so there are uh, a few, but so I would say that look it, how, however you want to look at it, it, it's been a great week plus for Mayor mm-hmm. Pete and Bernie, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and Bernie, far less surprising. I just would have expected, I was expecting Mayor Pete to do well, but I didn't think that, you know, he would be second or first in the delegate count or, you know, any of that. Right. I thought that you would have at least Biden, but probably mm-hmm. Biden and Warren yep. ahead of him. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so I think it's, uh, it's interesting because, you know, look, I, I felt like we, before, the primary season started probably could have uh, you know had some guesses as to what was going to happen now the interesting thing is you know there's that that small town that always gets to vote first oh uh, dixonville Dix- yeah Marsh. and they have very few it's like they have like 10 mm-hmm. but like Three or four of their votes were all write-ins for Mike Bloomberg. So I found that to actually be very interesting, you know, because, I mean, he probably bought each of those. I don't mean literally. <laughs> but, by, you know, just for your advertising, I'm like, we got those four votes in that, mm-hmm. in, in that town. So uh, I wonder what that translates to. But when you have as much money as him, it doesn't matter. Right. I think that whether or not he's viable to become the nominee, when debates start including him in it, It'll be more interesting because he hasn't been in them yet, mm-hmm. right. you know. Um, but as of right now, he has not qualified for the next debate, uh, nor has uh, Tulsi Gabbard, who is still running, by the way. Right, she is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, know, wh- you know, whether or not she's being funded by the deep state or the Russian deep state. <laughs> I can't or, even believe We don't know, but we don't know who's paying for, for her to be on the ballot, but uh, she's, she's still out there. Uh, but... Let's uh, pour. Let's pour out a thousand dollars a month <laughs> for Andrew Yang. The Yang gang. Yeah, the gang just sad. didn't show up for him. And I had a lot of Republican friends that were like supporting him and had registered Democrats to be able to vote for him for in the, the Yang gang in Come California, on. and were very very sad. Well, you can uh, still vote for the Yang gang. You know, I mean, I, I get it. I, he was going to be a delegate. I mean, his whole thing, like he was going all in it. And yeah. I had another friend uh, in Florida that was going to go all in. Oh so man, they were very uh, sad. I'd say, not, no, I'd say not surprising. You know, I think that uh, you know you you saw how he was polling for a long time, and I think. It became pretty apparent that he wasn't going to be in this for the long haul. But, you know, a a Democratic president could certainly appoint him to any number of uh, great 
positions. I would like him to be our our czar in charge of robots because uh, he's the one leading the charge against robots taking yeah, over for all of us. In, in the labor department, mm-hmm. yeah, would make I mean, a lot of sense. No, I, I I want him protecting us from robots. I, I however you want to okay. whatever you want to <laughs> call that. I think that and, and and you know what we already know what to pay him. You give him a thousand dollars a month. Everybody wins. <laughs> Um, we have some uh, some speeches uh, that uh, I would like to play. The uh, first Uh-oh. thing I would like to play is uh, from Elizabeth Warren. This is from last night. And uh, there, there's a few things to, to play, but uh, I just need to hear a little bit of this. And I think that we might need to vamp a little bit because I think that there might be an ad uh, as this starts to play. Mm. But I think that... You know, certainly a, a disappointing finish for uh, Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's it's not shocking. You know, it's it's not a like to me. Like, even though like we saw it, people of, in the in yeah. the Biden campaign, I can understand them being surprised. You know, and we'll talk about him in a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's hear what she. This is what she had to say last night in, in New Hampshire, and we only need about twenty seconds. So the results are still coming in from across the state, but right now it is clear that Senator Sanders and Mayor Buttigieg had strong nights. And I also want to congratulate my friend and colleague, Amy Klobuchar, for showing just how wrong the pundits can be when they count a woman out. Okay, you can go ahead and pause that right there. So uh, no one was counting a woman out. They were just counting out that woman. Uh, Elizabeth Warren is the one that she, people are saying can't win. Amy Klobuchar had been counted out. Yes, she had. Too. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I definitely would be surprised and am surprised that uh, she got more votes than Elizabeth Warren. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I know, I mean, there's something, you know, I, I honestly, I think it just comes down to likability. And I mean, you can say what you want about Elizabeth Warren, but when she's, you know, Awkwardly posting videos with her husband, acting surprised that he came into the kitchen when you know he lives there. There's just a lot of things. It's like you don't see a lot. Like oh, pretending to be human That's is not her you... strong suit. Oh, no, look, I, uh, it's not in her programming, and she's one of the robots that Andrew Yang is warning us about. Oh Jesus! Uh, no, but I look. There's. I, I think that it, it might just be that simple. That it's made less you dislike her? No, I mean, I, it's the haircut. I mean, if anything. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I don't think I much care for her policies, but. I'm talking about the likability for people. Well, I'm talking about like people see her and they go like, mm, I'm not really feeling it. But then something about Klobuchar with her jokes that don't really go over, but she keeps trying to bring them out again. And it's that's like, charming. Oh. To some people, they're like, oh, I felt like that. Well, I'm they going to go ahead and give her a vote. Well, I'm not saying that that's the reason why they voted for her, yeah, but yeah. there is that relatability of like she's the every regular, everyday regular person. But yeah. I am surprised that Elizabeth Warren didn't do better in New Hampshire just because of the fact that she's the neighboring senator in Massachusetts and a lot of people that live in southern New Hampshire, their media markets are in Boston and everything. So you get a lot of of Elizabeth Warren and what she's doing in Massachusetts. And so I would have thought that a lot of times that next-door neighbor, like Bernie Sanders in Vermont, that would have translated they had too many more neighbors. Yeah. because people know who she is already. It's not like they have to get to know her. And I was surprised that she did not get more votes just because of the fact that people didn't have to get to know well, her better and that she didn't pick up more. Minnesota's from closer side. to Iowa. And so no, no, I'm talking about would, New Hampshire. I know, but you would have thought, I mean, if you if you think the next door neighbor thing helps, then that yes, should have helped close. It should have. And I was surprised by that, too. But even more so New Hampshire because of the fact that their media market is right there. The, the biggest population in New Hampshire lives right on that Massachusetts border. Sure. And they get the Boston sure, market. Sure, like you knew that. I had no idea. <laughs> I do know that. But, I, I, 
Well, yeah, no, I mean, I, uh, and uh, honestly, there's a, there's a, also a big part of Massachusetts that their big market is uh, Albany, New York. I know mm-hmm. this part <laughs> of, I, I, I'm, well, I'm Western from, Mass, I'm from, yes. yeah. Wow, yeah, I'm yeah. learning science yeah. here. that corner, uh, yeah. So I would have thought, if anything, that would have translated even more than Amy Klobuchar. But yes, I agree with you. It, sh- it should have helped her a little bit more in Iowa as well, which I was surprised that she didn't do as well there either. So it, it's very fascinating now that that doesn't translate, because that used to translate a lot for people when they're running for president is they're like great they're you know it used to be like oh we're going to pick a vice presidential candidate we're going to pick someone depending on what state they're from because yeah. that state will go for them and we've seen now in the past you know 10 uh 15 years that it doesn't hold true anymore you can be from whatever state and it doesn't mean that the uh candidate proximity win. right yeah. it, it doesn't mean as yeah. much as it used to mean and, yeah. and so it was very interesting to well, see that well if there's a question about elizabeth warren's likability factor heading into the new hampshire primary there are a lot of questions about someone else's likability factor heading out of the new hampshire primary there's uh, two more videos in there uh that i would I like to we're see talking about likability with oh. donald trump as president a lot of people like him, you know. But uh, is, is his likability factor high? Like, if you measure they, that? They love him. They don't just like him. Uh, there are two clips <sighs> of Vice President Biden, and I think neither one of them has an ad uh, before. And it actually doesn't matter which one. Uh, just uh, answering some tough questions about how he was uh, basically a roadrunner cloud out of the state. So why, why'd you decide to leave early? I'm not leaving early. Why, why'd you skip the party tonight? <laughs> I'm not leaving early. <laughs> and why are you so negative? <laughs> I'm just wondering. Yeah. Why, why are you so negative? That's not so bad. Uh, it's the next one, though, that, uh, you know, he's uh, angry. It's like, I'm not leaving early as he's on the Getting runway. On the plane. Leaving yeah. early. Yeah. Like, long before the votes are done being counted. Uh, yeah, it's you not know. even dark yet there. Yeah, exactly. And it, you know, it gets dark at like 4 o'clock there. Uh, <laughs> so uh, then there's a, a, this is just a snippet. It's, yeah, it should be queued up right here. Yeah, don't poke that in my face, okay, buddy? That's all right. Yeah. Good. The, uh, that's the key there is the don't poke that in my face, okay, buddy? So he's like, doesn't like the questions that he's being asked because he's being or asked tough questions. doesn't like things poked in his face. I didn't hear what no, was the question. So that, that, microphone's not ag- that microphone's actually not in his face any more than any of the other ones were. It was oh, just we he didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is it. I'm not concerned about it at all. It's like you're giving up on New Hampshire. It's actually next to it. Don't poke that in my face, okay? I mean, it was poking. But. Okay. So. I can't ask about like a I mean, and, and you're going to define the poke. <laughs> so and uh, I'm not one to look, defend uh, Joe Biden right. generally. Old Joe seems to be a little bit rattled. I I was never convinced he wanted to run for president. He just uh, kind of let himself get talked into it. And then you know there was some bird on his shoulder that told him that he could win, and he's like, "All right, this is going to be great." Um, and the idea that he's just uh, been embarrassed uh, over the last what, eight days, Mm -hmm. just how badly he did in both of them. You know, second place finish in either or both of them, you're like, okay, it's fine. You know, there's still plenty of time. And you can point to South Carolina, somewhere he's expecting to do well, uh, Super Tuesday, sure. But this this has to be setting off all kinds of alarms for the uh, Biden camp. If... If Joe, you know, is actually even really aware of what's going on. He's just like, I'm just getting on a plane. They told me it's time to go, so I must be going somewhere. Uh, what do you think, Scott? Uh, no, I do agree. I think um, thinking that a a relatively popular former president and uh, this vice president for a two-term, rel- yeah. most recent president, 
which used to be kind of a shoe in as well when you think about okay vice presidents usually send to the presidency yeah, I mean that I mean Walter Mondale was the VP for an unpopular president and he still got the nomination right he didn't do well did not, no, do well. did not do well. Lost 49 but, states. But right. still, still, he got the nomination. But it, so it's surprising, uh, I think, again, how badly he's done in the first two states. I would have thought at least second or third. Um, third, you can you can, you can can walk off third. I but mean, fifth? Yeah. Fourth and fifth, here, yeah. Here's the thing. I think some people are coming around to see Obama was very likable. Mm-hmm. Sure. But he didn't get... Things done, you can say mm-hmm. the uh, Obamacare. He got that done, and I mean, you can even say, oh, but he was stifled by the fact that he, he lost control or didn't have control of the of the House and Senate in a second term. But the thing is, he didn't go after the problems that underlay all the other problems, and people are starting to figure that out. I think because Bernie and Elizabeth have been saying mm-hmm. it enough, it's because of the corruption. If we just keep going the status quo, we're just going to keep getting the same thing. People now see that somebody like, you know, Obama wasn't that interested in going after it. Biden doesn't say anything about go- mm-hmm. going after it. Instead, when talking about insurance companies, like, we'll deal with them. Yeah. No, you're not going to deal with them. Mm-hmm. Um, he just doesn't get it. So what I'm hoping this means is that more people are recognizing that the problem isn't just a level-headed, nice guy who you know presents well and uh, has really impassioned speeches, you know, like Obama had. But we need somebody who really identifies the problem, and the problem is the corruption uh, that's that. Right now, our, our democracy is, is barely, it's like floating on it. Um, the swamp is getting swampier. And and because I was, he... I was under the impression it was being drained. Oh, no, no. no, it hasn't and, been? And oh. he, and, I haven't, and I haven't I paid attention. I, I think Joe Biden refuses to see that that is the problem that we have right now. Uh, I yeah, think that's I, a I mean, I, th- I think that's, that can certainly be a part of it. What do you think? Scott? Well, and I also think that... People have also seen him and, and on a more surface level, not even with the corruption, but I think just in general, like the moderates who are now kind of looking at Amy Kovacher are looking at him and being like, he's not the same Joe Biden as 2008 or 2012 or even, or, or even 2019. Um, <laughs> he might have lost a little since then. I, and so I think a lot of people are now looking at him and seeing his gaffes and seeing some of his his uh, debates and thinking – Ooh, he maybe he's not sharp enough. The sharp, yeah. the one that we need now to carry us through. I mean, don't forget and that none other than Joe Biden himself said that. You know, I don't know if I'm going to make it to a second term, so I better have a really good. Did vice he say I don't think I'll make it, or he's that, just said I'm not sure that I'll actually. Well, run I wasn't to- directly quoting it, but that's essentially what he said. Is like that's why I'm going to need a really strong vice president, and that's almost like, look, I get it, you don't like me, but man, my vice president is going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah, so I think that he's going to let us have class outside. There's going to be soda in the vending machine. Pizza oh, no. every Thursday and Friday. Oh, anyway, what were you going to say, Scott? No, so I, I, I believe now that people are voting, they're really looking at that. And especially after Iowa, a lot of voters in New Hampshire in that moderate lane were probably thinking, okay, now we are, we're not voting Joe Biden. We're now going to drop our votes for Amy. And that's why I think you saw those numbers were so large. I mean, it was pretty crazy that she got 20% mm-hmm. and uh, Mayor Pete got 24%. I mean, it was all all right there, which is a big difference from Iowa a week earlier. So I think people are starting to see, and that's why his, and you see his support has dropped steadily even in South Carolina now. Mm-hmm. And even a lot of black voters are starting to look at Bernie and looking at alternatives. And 
you know, this really could be the end of the road for him by the end of the month. This is one of those moments where, because I have been, you know, so wrong so many times, where I want to go back to the day where Amy Klobuchar announced that she was um, running for president. In the snow. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, and where I was like, she is somebody to watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, uh, there's a lot of things about her that are very appealing that I wonder if Republicans would even support her. Um, yeah. And I have actually been surprised that she hasn't done as well up to this point. Uh, so I, I just for a little, like, you know, not full pat on the back, like no, a and pat I, on the shoulder and, to like, yeah, I, I, I saw something, and even though it, it, for months I was totally like looked wrong. Well, like she and, was and just like, on and this show we had uh, we had a guest, Doctor Christopher Metzler. He, he, he said that he up. knew he knew her very mm-hmm. well, and was like, people shouldn't sleep on her. Right. And I mean, I think you know her not doing well is predicated on Joe Biden doing really well. That's you right. know, that's a lot yes. of those votes yes. would have gone up to the exactly. top. But uh, yeah, no, look, people are definitely looking for something else. Uh, so. Obviously, there'll be ample time to dissect this in the weeks and months ahead. Just very briefly, I wanted to talk about this idea, though, about whether or not uh, Bernie would be the strongest general election candidate because he's the very he's the easiest to cast with a very very specific brush that well you know that socialism is communism and then you can just say like do you feel like you're doing well right now and people who might be like yeah I do well you know uh, Bernie's going to want to uh, tax all that money you have coming in he's going to want to tax everybody uh, and that is something that will concern people but it's very easy to pit someone as a communist when you can say like and he took his honeymoon in the Soviet Union you know so it, it, it doesn't help you know, it's a fairly easy narrative. I mean, I, I think that Elizabeth Warren has that problem. And then, so it's, there's so, there's questions about everybody. But it's almost like Bernie, you think, gets the most support. And we've said that for months on this show, that nobody else has the kind of, you know, fervor for their candidate. Uh, I mean, maybe the Yang gang, but there weren't as many of them. But, so, I don't know. I I find it to be sort of the the easiest approach for the the Trump re-election campaign is like yes please give us Bernie that's the message we're we're already trying to make about what's wrong with him all, he, all you know his whole argument against Bloomberg is that he's short uh, <laughs> which is true by the way you know so it's you know there's something to be said for that oh there is uh, yeah well I believe that Bloomberg responded well at least I'm not fat so you know so you know oh, there, yeah. oh my gosh, um, but uh, Scott as somebody who has not really felt the burn traditionally I wanted to ask you first well the burn may come the burn may may you know look it's like how the rhythm is going to get you yeah. the burn yeah. might get you <laughs> do you do you have concerns like that about Bernie or do you feel that he is just as strong or maybe even the strongest of these possible candidates in a general election against Trump. No, of course I have that concern because of the disinformation and the fact that social media sites like Facebook and Twitter yeah. are Yeah, oh, we're not dealing with facts. Yeah. So, of course it's a concern because even when I see friends talk and they're, you know, kind of sussing out the candidates, you, you get some people that are very passionate about I'm not voting for Bernie if he's the candidate. You get other people like you got to vote. Oh, they say that we, now. We, we, yes, and and we've and, had someone and, like that on the show as recently as last week. And you get the you, you get the back and forth on on both sides, and people say, oh, if, if Bernie doesn't get it, I'm not going to vote. But it's been fascinating as the voting has started to see people's conversations going back and forth, and and I do think that's a concern. However, I also look back at 2016 when we all laughed off Donald Trump winning. 
never thought it was going to happen in a million years. And they're kind of they're kind of both sides of the coin here of in Bernie supporters. Ways. No, in the sense of the the, the passionate the, the, right. the passion People and devotion to their candidate. To their candidate. And, and and you've gotten very angry at me when I've said this in the past, but. That is the way that they're similar. Right. You know, just the right. way they feel about their guy. Yes, is, is you're like, yeah, they're that devoted to it. Yes, and, you know, the, you know, Trump said I can shoot someone on Fifth Avenue, and it, you kind of laugh it off like that's a weird comment. Mm-hmm. But now you're like, oh, yeah, he totally could shoot someone, and he'll be fine. So and just yeah. walk right back in the Trump Tower, and that'll be it. But but there is a passion with with Bernie voters that is what's in common with Trump voters and the fact that you will have people that will go out and and vote for him no matter what and there might be a very big youth vote that is the largest vote for for him and his supporters that will come out and vote that have not done that in the past and especially in 2016 you know they they sat out so I think that it would be very interesting and I wouldn't say that he would lose but I would be more concerned about some battleground states would he be able to pull off a win in Arizona would he be able to pull off a win in North Carolina or Florida or certain well, states that are? But sure. isn't it most important? You know, the Pennsylvania, Michigan, right. Wisconsin, yes. and that's where he's done well. No, he's done very well there, and he did very well in 2016 in the primaries there. See what yeah, I think? So. What whether you're right, left, mm-hmm. you're pissed off at the at the way government is going. That mm-hmm. this democracy is not responsive to you. So the Republican Party has been broken wide mm-hmm. open by Donald Trump. Absolutely. Arguably for better or worse. But, I mean, the party that he broke was not a great one to begin with. The Democratic right. Party itself, um, separate from their ideals and values that they state, the party itself also needs to be broken mm-hmm. of its um, dependency on, uh, basically on money also. No, I agree with you. And yeah. so yeah. if if this does nothing but to, like, break open the DNC and the party mm-hmm. as a, like, a come-to-Jesus moment of, like, our, our ways are not are not going to do it. And which is my biggest concern about Bloomberg being successful, because mm-hmm. even though he, 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 you know, oh, he could win because he's got such a war chest of I don't know how many tens of billions of dollars and buying all those votes like you're, you were saying yeah. earlier. Yeah. you're you're beating trump using the same mm-hmm. problem that mm-hmm. got trump elected in the first place so it is a it's like a band-aid but the band-aid is infected with something it's going to make the wound well worse. it's hard to make the argument that like you know you feel bad about the way that things are about this okay this guy who claims he's a billionaire running the country you know what's going to fix that a different guy who's right, a billionaire, who's a billionaire. Right. the guy who's got more money is going to be uh you and know from new york and yeah know, the same it big I, and again I, kind of going back to what i was saying earlier with the bernie supporters that are similar to trump supporters but also bernie similar to trump in the sense that they were both outsiders mm-hmm. that were not part of the party and not part of the party machinery. And I do agree with you. I think, you know, like 20 years ago, there wasn't as much difference between Republicans and Democrats. They were both big money, you know, a lot of very similar things. And we've seen the parties get separate over the past, you know, since around the year 2000, mm-hmm. since the George W. Bush and Al Gore election. They've gotten further and further apart. And so you're seeing more of these candidates now from outside of that, like Trump on the Republican side and Bernie on the Democratic side, and and then you're getting those supporters as well. And I think it is important to sort of cleanse the Democrat. I think Tom Perez has to go. I think there's a lot of changes that have to happen in the DNC, but this could be part of that kind of realignment with someone who's sort of from that outside, 
like Trump on the Republican side mm-hmm. and kind of reshape mm-hmm. it for the Democrats. So it will be interesting to see what happens. But I, I don't believe that it's going to be a, a landslide reelection for Donald Trump if Bernie Sanders gets in. I just think it would be interesting to see how it all right. plays out. But well, yes, they will, they will, uh, but they will play for, ugly. For the, for the Democratic Party, mm-hmm. as much as it will hurt them, it will be the best thing for them. And it's just it's a, that painful, like, yeah. ripping off of, like, you know, because you don't want to let go of all the money that's gotten you where right. you've been to. Yeah. It's like, um, I don't know, it's, it, it's, just, it's like well, it's, being always, kicked we, out of the house. It's we always like, make the You really don't that... want to be, but when you are forced to... Mm-hmm. Um, if there, if we we've said this many times on the show, if there were term limits, at least mm-hmm. in the last term, they'd probably do something about it. Now, in however many terms they're allowed to have up until that point, it's like, well, no, I don't want the money to stop flowing in. But then by the end, they're like, all right, yeah, let's see if I can do something so that uh, you know I can have a have a foundation. I do want to move on from this because we only have about five more minutes. So, uh, Scott, we have spent uh, years on this show talking about the impeachment clock. Years. <laughs> uh, I mean, at this point, uh, I think it's played out as. Uh, as as far as it's going to, do we have to uh, just basically unplug the impeachment clock, put it away, or get it started or, for or Bill Barr? Well, that's again. what I was going to say. Yeah, or do we put somebody else's name on <laughs> no, it? No, I almost yeah. Should we start again for Bill Barr? Yeah. Um, should we start again for him to do something else again and be impeached? Um, yeah, I I think I have to hold uh, hold the clock going. Or should we just keep it there? Eleven fifty five. We'll reset it we'll back reset, to eleven fifty five. Yeah, it got close, but and uh, then yeah. we'll we'll see what happens. And look, you were right. The the impeachment did happen. Yeah. It's just the you know there was no uh, removal from office, and which again has never happened in history, so it was not a surprise. Of yeah. course. The, uh, such, but. What I want to spend our few minutes on is the uh, post impeachment Donald Trump, who uh, is. Uh, it's a it's a little bit of a of a regional reference. There's uh there was somebody in the New York area who sold electronics and his name was Crazy Eddie and he would just yell about how cheap all of his prices were and how they're literally insane because he's Crazy Eddie. <laughs> and I think Trump's kind of done that because now he's like you should apologize for what you did to Roger Stone and, you know, just, uh, you know, people getting fired and, uh, you know, uh, I mean, and a lot of a lot of people and, you know, I guess there's arguments about, you know, oh, th- he shouldn't be able to fire them. But I, I mean, uh, most uh, anyone who's an appointee, they, they always use the phrase that you serve at mm-hmm. the, the privilege of the, pl- of the pleasure of the president. And when the president doesn't like you anymore, for whatever reason. You you just get fired, and, and your twin happens. brother, right? Mm-hmm. Well, was, yeah, I mean, it's twins, so obviously it's like I hate you just as much. But um, I think that it, clearly, when he's like, "All right, well, we got away with that," so now we're going to have, and sort of the thing we're referring to is this this nine year sentence of Bill Barr, where it was just like, "Oh yeah, we're not going to do that." Oh, Roger Stone. Oh yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be nice. Wait, too. Bill Barr that, I might be I might be jumping ahead. I might and have read Donald some. Trump I might have read some news office. from the future. Yeah. I can't confirm yes. or deny. But yes, sorry, Roger Stone. I'm like, yeah, we're not going to do that. And then we had a, a number of uh, of judges that resigned over that. So prosecutors, prosecutors yeah. sorry. See again. Looking at the future, Judge Judy might resign over her uh, Bloom. Yeah, when Bloomberg, Bloomberg doesn't win. Yeah, but um, so again, we only have a few minutes, so I don't want to get too bogged down in this. But w- as you look at that, uh, Chelsea, and there have been plenty of alarming things over the last few years. Um, what does that say to you from just the legal standpoint? Just the fact that he and his 
handlers really seem to be convinced like, well, we, we really can do anything now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we're just going to go ahead and we're going to push the envelope even yep. further than we ever thought we yes. could. Yep. For, definitely. Mm-hmm. He's emboldened. I think that uh, as he be- continues to behave this way and gets even worse, uh, even though he has supporters who will, you know, ride or die, the Republican Party itself gets more and more uh, trouble because there are enough, I, I think, still moderate Republicans who might support the president but are like, okay, well, maybe he, he needs some check on him. I don't want him removed, but I'm not going to be gung-ho for the super uh, Trump uh, supporting senator that's yeah. that's running or uh, that's up for re-election. Um, maybe we need to tamp down or maybe even go with the Democrat because, you know, I, I don't want to come out that I'm anti-Trump, but I do think he needs a check on himself. So it's, it's bad for the party, but maybe yeah. great for him. And uh, unfortunately, we'll always have plenty of time to talk about this in the future. But Scott, do you, uh, sort of our final thought here, do you think that it, I mean, it's not surprising when Trump reacts in a way that doesn't seem to make the most sense. But wouldn't it have been smarter to just, like, oh, we're going to lay low for a little bit and we're going to uh, take that win. Pretend then, to learn our lesson. And, and, yeah. And, and look, behind the scenes, we can uh, we, we can scheme and we can connive and do all the things everybody expects. But, it's, uh, but to, to be so blatant about it, I was just like, well, I, I, I think that's the wrong lesson, even for him. You know, to to think that like yeah, we oh, can. I'm glad you think so. I, I, <laughs> I think that goes right into his mo because look, it was the day after he was supposedly exonerated by Mueller that he had the phone call, the perfect phone call. Yeah. In Ukraine, uh, all I can say is I, I'm pretty sure you know Susan Collins is expressing concern when he cancels the 2024 elections and decides to stay in office indefinitely. Um, I'm sure Republicans will be concerned and and say something and that'll be it, and then he'll just be Emperor Trump until you know he's gone and then pass it off to his children. So um, that's the direction we're heading in, because if you have a Justice Department in your back pocket and you have uh, a rubber stamp Senate that's Republican that's just going to basically acquit you on anything, that's where you start leading into dangerous areas where then, well, what's the next thing that's going to be that he's going to do? Is it going to say, oh, I don't follow the 22nd Amendment anymore because I don't have to? Who's going to take me out of the White House? Uh, Who's going to say he can't cancel elections or say there was fraud? Uh, so it's it is dangerous, and I think people do need yeah. to be more concerned about that. And we've got caught up with the the election. And the other point I will say about New Hampshire is he got 120,000 votes, which was way higher than any incumbent president ever has gotten. But also say you had 15,000 people that went out in the snow and cold that voted for Bill Weld. I did think that was interesting that you did have people who actually showed up to make the so, make the yes. little, yeah the whatever would nine percent of the vote went to Bill Weld. So I yeah. think that goes back to what you were saying, Chelsea. That Republicans are expressing concern, and those people went out and did a protest vote, and it also showed that with the biggest turnout surpassing 2008 for Democrats, that uh, he will not get New Hampshire anyway. So. New well, Hampshire's a lost cause we, for him, even with those numbers. We around. will talk uh, about all this and more uh, next week, but uh, we will not be able to speak with Chelsea because she'll be off on her wedding. So congratulations to you. We will Thank see you, you in a few weeks. But if people want to keep tabs on you, where do they find you on social at media? Chelsea Galicia. And Scott Moore. You can find me at SBAN80. And you can find me at Christian DMZ. And you can also find me tomorrow night here on AfterBuzz TV at 9 p.m. for the Star Trek Picard After Show. But until then... See you all next time.
Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.